0: Hallelujah. We are live, live, live. All right. Glory to God. It's okay. It's all right, people. It's all right. It's a little different from me, myself. How are everybody doing? All right. all right. WM Ministries in the house. All right. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, I just want to address a few things before we get started into the word. Um, Man, so if you could come up, come on, sit with me. i you got a few people in the house. i got a few brave soldiers. I'd like to connect. I'm a type of pastor that likes to connect. Shepherd is very important, especially in these end times that we are in right now. Um, He tells you in James chapter, now, uh, Jeremiah 315, that he will give you pastors after his heart. You know, in the end times, in the amplifiers, it said, and that will feed you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and judgment, which is a good thing, uh, not a bad thing. Everybody think it's it's a bad thing to be judged. You know, judge is love. (laughs) Judgment is love. Wow, we have this huge thing that's going on with the body of Christ, and I'm not going to participate in it in the way that some people are when it comes to these types of situations that we have find ourselves in that this nation has really never truly been in. A lot of times our faith um, as believers in America has never been tested or tried because we have everything. We have the word abundantly, every place that we can go, but our faith. Has not been tested and tried. Your faith ain't tested because you want a new house or a new car. You didn't get it. That's not testing of your faith. Your faith is really a shell. It has nothing unless you attach something to it. Like God. Have faith in God. Have faith in his salvation. Have faith in God. So y'all need to say that because we've been directing our faith to so many other things. Things, But true faith for the believer in the end times is faith in God, in him. See, then we get it mixed up with our what we want and what we need and release your faith for this. No, my faith is already intact. It's connected with God at all times. Oh, Okay, I know that's a hard thing. Uh, to believe with a lot of believers, um, you either are a believer or you're not. Are you a believer? I'm a believer. That means at no point that I'm not a believer. Okay. See, here we go. Hmm. This is a big thing here. Just because you chose to stream pastors or not, doesn't mean you don't have faith. Just because you chose to stream your service today, like I'm doing, doesn't mean you don't have faith. Y'all hear me? I wish somebody talked back to me. (laughs) Because a pastor choose, um, you know, to stream his service today doesn't mean that he's operating in fear. It does not mean that he's operating in fear. And you, the body of Christ, got to be careful with this one. Because I had my service today. I'm, I have faith. I stayed home and I had service. It doesn't mean that you don't have faith. It doesn't mean that you're operating in fear. The Bible says, "It a prudent man sees danger and he prepares. Well, What exactly that, does that mean? Mm, mm, mm. my faith and I choose my faith is attached to God my faith is attached to his finished works in salvation that's what my faith is see you, you got a lot of people who or believe they're demonstrating faith by having a service, you know, either at home or as your normal service. Either way, you're still going to have people in them pews operating in fear. Regardless of a COVID-19, you still have people operating in fear at any point, not just this occasion. Come on, body of Christ. Some of you are just afraid to love. You can be in church right now sitting here afraid to love, uh, to forgive. You, you're in fear a terror of anything. You're anxious about tomorrow and ain't even promised. So because you came today, it's not an act of your faith. See, whether I believe I'm here or you're home, my faith, listen, is in God. Because I stayed home on our stream didn't mean that I'm in broken fellowship. It doesn't mean that I don't have faith in God. Okay. Mm-hmm. My point, my discussion with God is you have a lot of people who are saying a lot of things, but are you right with God and man? That might be the question we might want to really ask ourselves: COVID nineteen or not? What if you leave your house, get in the car? Right? Are you right with God, trying to get you some tissue? Okay. Are you right with God? That should be the main question for all the saints at this moment. Am I right with God, regardless of this disease? It's it's been. It, disease is all out there. You could just be sitting by a liar right now in church. Okay. Still calling dis ease in the body of Christ. Okay. See, we're getting all this fear and what? Listen, perfect love, the Bible says, cast out fear. Because you stayed home and you streamed, Pastor, it doesn't mean you ain't operating in faith or fear. You didn't give up your salvation because you say, you got some people ain't coming to church regardless. You got some people not coming to church regardless. I know, I hear you. We're going to get to the word. We, we in there. Man, it's just certain things that we have to be mindful of. Just because the pastor chose the stream. It doesn't mean he is operating in fear. This is not, the, staying home, this COVID-19, it's not a salvation issue. It's not a salvation issue. See, we, we want to stay, you know, we got people and pastors now, they're they questioning their faith. Are you serious? Who's following you? You either call or you're not. And with that call, yes, your life is possibly required. First, you need to lay down your own life, die immediately to yourself. Amen. See, that's how you expedite growth, when you die to yourself. But when you're still trying to hold on, ain't no way I'm coming up here and telling you, I'm not sure if I believe his word. Come on. Right. Come on. I better be sure. See, if you're not, that means you're just, you're, you're, you're just a, a hiree. You're hireling. My job as a pastor, listen, it may, my life may be required. So you got to settle that when you believe in your heart that he died and rose on the third day. All of our lives could be required. The thing is, are you right with God? That would be the issue. Not COVID-19. Am I right with God? And the Bible says that true love, God's love is with God And man. So that means that I need to be right with God and man too. All right, everybody want to get into Pearly Gates. All right. All right, here we go. We got a lot of things, and people are afraid. Even when you can just have a natural catastrophe, let alone a virus. Or pestilence or destruction and natural man, you know, causes destruction. I mean, you got to be very careful what, what's going on right now. I mean, at the body of Christ, we we're still trying to, you know, have that question. Who's the greatest? We're standing on the word of God. <laughs> and we come to church. You come but won't be delivered. I know. Sounds like Pastor Rod is upset. No, you you need the truth, and we need to stop playing with this. We need the truth, and that's just what we're supposed to do. (laughs) Man, we get you get Christians and stuff. That when people are called preppers, we get we get you know shunned for that. I mean, think about it. I mean. All your faith has been directed toward things, but not in God to provide. He said, I've given you everything pertaining to life and and godliness. And he said, all of my promises are yes and amen. What is the greatest promise? What is the greatest promise right now? Salvation, the spirit, eternal life. Mm -hmm. See, but, you know, our spirituality has been hijacked because of our vision and how we see God. I didn't come to Christ for things. I had things before I came to Christ. What I didn't have was eternal life. I didn't have salvation. See, and and then you you have to really know why you're saved. And you need to understand your priesthood. There's so many things that as believers we don't know and we need to know. Man, if I can get to it today, we're going to do some things. Hopefully, we can continue this. I want to ask you something. You don't like Noah. Noah was the biggest prepper ever. I mean, go to, just for a second, go to Genesis. Chapter 6. Go ahead with 17. Start at 17 to amplify
1: This is Genesis chapter 6 at verse 17. In the Amplified Bible, it so reads, For behold, I, even I, will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy and make putrid all flesh under the heavens, in which are the breath and spirit of life. Everything that is on the land shall die. Gable. Verse 18, but I will establish my covenant, my promise, my pledge with you. And you shall come into the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh found on land, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female of fowls and birds, according to their kinds, of beasts, according to their kinds, of every creeping thing of the ground, according to its kind. Mm -hmm. Two of every sort shall come in with you that they may be kept alive. Also take with you every sort of food that is eaten, and you shall collect and store it up, and it shall serve as food for you and for them. Mm. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded,
0: commanded him. him. Wait a minute. Go back to that, next, that last verse one more. Let's see the prepper here.
1: Verse 21. Also take with you every sort of food that is eaten, eaten. and you shall collect and store, store it up, and it shall serve, serve as it. food for you and for them.
0: All right. All right. This is a precedence set for all of us. Now what was happening here? Uh, there was a destruction that God himself said, this is what's going to happen to all flesh. But he made provision because he knew that he had a covenant that's going to be made right here with Moses. No, excuse me. But no, we lie. Sorry. <laughs> Things happen. <laughs> so he had a listen. He said, and store up enough food for you and your family and your animals. So it's nothing wrong with preparing for things to come. What happens? How do our food get here in this area? What are the three main bridges? Huh? Hampton Roads. The monitor Merrimack, right? And you got the one over here on, um, what's the other one? Um, uh, The Bay, Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Uh, Just saying, something happens to any of those. Where do you get your food from? How does it get in to your local marketplace? Then to your home. See, so at any point, you should have foresight, wisdom, just in case something happens. Nothing wrong. If nothing happens, then you're okay. You got something. But if something does happen, you have been prepared. Actually, if you have read your word, you should know. You should have been prepared. Amen. All right. All right. I think we kind of showed that. What is a prepper, anyway? We're going to get into word. Just got to precept some things here. A prepper is one who actively prepares for all types of emergencies. Listen, from natural disaster to civil unrest. Okay? All right. They often acquire items such as emergency medical supplies, food, water, and more. That sounds like a prudent man to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, exactly, according to the word. That sounds like somebody who has force, like just in case something happens. Amen? Imagine that you love your children so much. You're reading the word, but you didn't see that part right there in Proverbs that a prudent man sees danger and he prepared. We are living in the end times. And in case you're not raptured out of here, you might want to be prudent and prepare. See, this is where it comes in with the wisdom of God. Not fear. Stop saying it. it's not fear. Mind your three-year-old child who you are his source or her source for food. And because, you know, you didn't prepare and everything is ruined, is gone out of the stores, what do you do? You ain't been praying. You ain't believing God for the supernatural. So what do you do? What do you do at these times? It's very important. Very, very important. Moses. Let's talk about Moses for a second before we go in there. Go to Exodus. Go to Exodus 12, 12 through 14. Let's
1: see. Exodus chapter 12 at verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment, proving their helplessness. I am the Lord. The blood shall be for a token or sign to you upon the doorposts of the houses where you are, that when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague shall be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Mm. And this day shall be to you for a memorial. You shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Keep it as an ordinance forever.
0: Oh, my goodness. Did y'all see that's where Passover come in? That's where the Seder comes in. This is the Passover. And he said, I. I. A lot of times people are like, it's the deaf angel. No, God said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pass through this land. And I'm going to smite the firstborn of the cattle and, listen, of the beasts and of the, of the children, of the families. He's going to do that. Man, isn't that something? So the main thing out of all of this, before we get into the word, is like that. Ark was a shelter. That Ark had the covenant with them. Preserved in the people. The prepared, watch this, the prepared people. Yes, you you had to do something. God grew the trees, but you had to go and gather the food. You had to do something. Just like you have to do something in this covenant that you're in with God. So now we move from the ark which preserved the covenant. Now we went to Moses and the deaf angel. Listen, they, if you read this, you go up most of like when the darkness came over the land. But it did not come into the land of Goshen. They could still see. They still had light. They won't go nowhere. They were still there in it. And it was a lot of other things that happened and it didn't affect them. But because they prepared. Now, listen, when the deaf angel came. He was going to kill the firstborn. Of everything. That means the Hebrews, too. And Moses had to get inside of the ark. And once they applied that blood to the lentils of their homes, they had to be inside too. Y'all following? me? So this is very important. So when that deaf angel passed over them, I mean, that's judgment, but that's love. But they were prepared. They had to get a lamb. They had to follow instructions. Specific instructions for that lamb. If the person next to you didn't have one, didn't have any children, you go to your neighbor, bring them in. It was about salvation. Everyone was to partake of the lamb. So many, listen, so many things happened then. And listen, they, you have to make sure after all this covert 19 thing is going on, what you have to make sure is that the blood is applied to your lintel of your home, your heart. No matter what. No matter what, you have to be ready. So the question is, it's not about fear. Is the blood applied to the lentils of your heart? That would be the question that I would ask pastors. That would be, I'd be asking all the saints of the Most High. Is the blood applied? If the blood is applied, why are you worried? He hasn't given us that spirit. Again, because you're streaming don't mean you don't have faith. Because you're, you're at church doesn't mean you're greater than anyone else who's streaming. The thing of it is, is the word still going forth? How about that? Let's keep the word still going forth. Maybe this is where he would have for us today. Maybe we're going to reach some people that we couldn't reach ordinarily. Because we don't, everybody doesn't stream. This is force. Listen, this is force other people to stream who would never stream. Look at the wisdom of God. But now we think because we're doing this, we have faith. We're strong. I'm better than you. My faith is better than yours. Not true. Not true. Maybe we are. See, and love thinks the best in every situation. Maybe we're reaching other people we couldn't ordinary meet. reach today. The gospel has to go forth. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. My goodness. My job, even for you, is to care for you. My job is to care for you, to have wisdom. To make sure that I keep the link secure. So I'm going to continue to do that. Amen. These are some good things that we need to know. About and we're not operating in this thing and fear and all this. I'm just saying we we got some people. Wh- what about how come there's no fear? You're not loving each other. Come on. How come it ain't mass, you know, hysteria about that? Do you love your brother? Do you love your sister? Yeah. But because it's COVID-19, see, this is how the world operates. See, we come to church, but we still there's no change in you in the pew. Listen, is your heart right, pastors, with every pastor? Is your heart right? I know mine's is. And the ones who attach me, they know it. See, is your heart right? Why we come out of the same church and we can't talk to each other right here in Hampton Road? I have opened my doors and they will remain open for any ministry, any pastor. Okay, it's real. I'm just saying we have to stop doing this thing about fear of this disease or pestilence. But then there's no fear that you don't love your brother. You don't love your sister. There's no fear when it comes to that, and you stand in the pulpit, and you stand in the pulpit, and you raise your hands, and you praying for people, and you harbor these things in your heart against you, anyone else, a man of God. Yeah, no fear, no fear. You shouldn't be afraid of COVID nineteen because you fearing that, but you're not fearing your obligation in the fellowship with each other, and you present your body to him as a living sacrifice, see, this is where you're going to say, I never knew you. Now, love is the most excellent way. There are some things that I want to discuss today, and I'm going to leave that right where it is. But Hopefully, you know, we'll get some pastors reach out and we can really connect in the Tidewater area. Amen. Um, I want to talk about wisdom, meaning that it seems that this is what we really need in this time. Um, but I want to talk about the hidden wisdom. So go with me to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 2, and we're going to start at 6 through 13 in the Amplified, and we're going to just talk about that. That's going to like set it up for where I want to go. Amen. Amen. I got a few people done came in. (laughs) Amen. You ready?
1: This is 1 Corinthians chapter 2 at verse 6 in the Amplified Bible. It so reads, yet when we are among the fully grown, spiritually mature Christians, who are ripe in understanding, we do impart a higher wisdom, mm. the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden. It is, but it is indeed not a wisdom of this present age, or of this world, nor of the leaders and rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. But rather what we are setting forth is a wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding and now revealed to us by God. That wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages for our glorification to lift us into the glory of his presence. Verse eight, none of the rulers of this age a world perceived and recognized and understood this. For if they had, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. But on the contrary, as the scripture says, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared, made, and keeps ready for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence promptly obeying him and gratefully recognizing the benefits he has bestowed. Yet, to us, God has unveiled and revealed them by and through his Spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches diligently, exploring and examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels, and things hidden and beyond man's scrutiny. For what person perceives, knows, and understands what passes through a man's thoughts except the man's own spirit within him? Just so, no one discerns or comes to know and comprehend the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, Mm. but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing, so freely and lavishly bestowed on us Mm. by God. Verse 13, and we are setting these truths forth in words not taught by human wisdom, Mm. but taught by the Holy Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God.
0: Woo! Now, I'm telling you right now, I could break that down verse by verse. We got so much. We got to remember when we're looking at this scripture here. This wisdom has been kept. Listen, to summarize it, that wisdom that he's talking about has been kept for the glory of the saints. That all of that. Wisdom right there, hidden away from the princes of this world, the rulers. All of that has been kept for the glory of the saints. Now, let's go in and try to break this down just a little bit. But we're going to have to go because every scripture builds upon itself, right? So let's go to, watch this, go to Isaiah. we are gonna come back. Go to Isaiah 29, 9. We're going to read the word today. 29, 9 through 16. Uh, Put the King James as well as the Amplified up at the same time. We still have some King James people. (laughs) Nothing wrong with the King James. Amen.
1: Isaiah chapter 29 and verse 9. Stop and wonder at this prophecy if you choose, whether you understand it or not. Soon you will witness the actual event and be confounded reluctantly. Blind yourselves now if you choose. Take your pleasure and then be blinded at the actual occurrence. They are drunk, but not from wine. They stagger, but not from strong drink, but from spiritual stupor. For the Lord has poured out on you the spirit of deep sleep. Mm. And he has closed your eyes, the prophets, and your heads, the seers, he has covered and muffled. And the vision of all this has become for you like the words of a book that is sealed. Mm. When men give it to one who can read, saying, read this, I pray you. He says, I cannot, for it is sealed. Stop. Stop right there.
0: My goodness. A book, a book that is sealed. Okay, we got to go here. It can be accessed. Did you finish 11? You finished 11, right? Oh, my goodness. We're going to continue. But listen to this. A book that is sealed, it can be accessed. But at the moment, it is sealed. Sealed from who? Read verse 11. Read it again.
1: And the vision of all this has become for you like the words of a book that is sealed. When men give it to one who can read, saying read this, I pray you. He says, I cannot for it is sealed. Listen to this.
0: He said, I cannot read this. It is sealed. It's delivered to the listen, in the King James right there it says the learned. It is delivered to the intelligent, educated. They delivered it, that sealed book to him, and what was his response? I cannot. I cannot. Listen, the educated, the, the theologian. He says, I Can not read it. It is true that he's educated. Right? But there's a mystery behind this book. This is what he's saying. There's a mystery behind this book. Remember, there are certain things that are hidden in mysteries. Watch this. There's a mystery behind it being sealed. Listen. He said, I can't read it. It's not because he couldn't recite the letters. Okay. It was not, it was sealed, it it, it was not sealed like a scroll. It wasn't sealed like that. It was sealed with, listen, with the mystery. This is what it was sealed with. It was sealed with a mystery. You can open the book and yet not see it. You can open, you got a lot of people opening up the word, but yet they don't see the mystery. You can be educated. You can, go to, you can go to all these seminaries, cemeteries. And yet, open that book, and it's still a mystery. You can't see it yet. Okay, we're going to build something. Go to verse 12.
1: Mm. Verse 12. And when the book is given to him who is not learned, saying, read this, I pray you, mm. he says, I cannot read. Now, listen to this.
0: There's a realm where the educated and the uneducated stand helpless. There's a realm. There are dimensions that only the spirit can usher a man in and says, come, listen, and says, come. The Bible uh, is hidden wisdom of God. The Bible is hidden wisdom of God. Y'all following me? In Acts 20, we're going to go there in a minute. Matter of fact, go there. Go to Acts 20. Acts 20, 32, Amplified.
1: Help us with some things here. Acts chapter 20 at verse 32. And now, brethren, I commit you to God. I deposit you in his charge, entrusting you to his protection and care. And I commend you to the word of his grace. Mm. To the commands and counsels and promises of his unmerited favor. It is able to build you up and to give you your rightful inheritance among all God's set apart ones, those consecrated, purified, and transformed of soul. Okay, all right. It says
0: that the character of the Word of God is such that it desires to first build you up before delivering. To you, your inheritance. Good. Follow me. You must be built up first. Before you receive your inheritance, build yourself up on your most holy faith before you receive your inheritance. Hold on. This is what it says. As passionate as God is, he knows he knows and cannot deliver Anything to us that is bigger and greater than our capacity to hold. Amen. Okay, all right. I'll give an example. So I have a little cup, and and you're gonna. I have a little cup, and you're going to. Uh, you're giving a five gallon drum of water. You got a little cup. You got a five-gallon drum of water, right? You can only get a cup out of that five-gallon drum. Not because the drum is unable to give more. But the vessel that you have is limited. And you are confined by the limitations of your vessel. You are confined by the limitation. Of your vessel. Lord give me more. It's not that he can't. But your vessel. Is confined. Listen. It's limitations. Listen to this one. So God is obsessed with capacity. God is obsessed with capacity. Listen. (laughs) This will help y'all. This will help y'all in y'all faith. Oh, oh my God. No matter how you pray and how much you fast, just like the the parables of the talents, God could not give more than two. God has already vetted and has seen that your best is to handle the two. But you want to be, listen, but... (laughs) Oh, my God. He said, I've already, you know, he gave each a different amount. According to what their capacity was. According to their character. Okay. Not only that, but their relationship to God. Okay. And he gave it for them to give, to produce. Reproduce, yeah. not keep. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. He said, I've already vetted you and I've seen your best. God knows. He said, I'll put no more on you than you can bear. He already know your limitations. Okay, here we go. Oh, that's too much, Lord. I can't take it. Uh-huh. No, I already know. I vetted you. I know what you can handle. Told you, I'm speaking a mystery right here. Listen, I love this. I like life. This is great. Praise God I know your best and I know what you can handle. You won't be faithful. He said, yeah, I gave you the two, but you won't be faithful with the five. You won't be faithful with the five. It's not about. Hold on, let me go back to that. You won't be faithful. You, you want more. Lord, give me more. But you won't be faithful with what you have. You, you think the more you have, the more faith you have. See, that's, that's misguided. It's your faith in things and not in God. Okay, here we go. All right. It's not, Lord, anoint me more. Give me more. Give me more influence in the spirit. Give me more members. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's an issue, listen, of spiritual capacity. Go ahead. See, a lot of you want more. You want to do this and do that. But it's a, listen, you're limited right. of your spiritual capacity. You won't pray. Talk about it. You won't study. You won't read the word. But I want my church to grow. But your capacity... You're fleecing the 20 that you got. So there's no way I can give you a a mega church. Because you won't care for the little right now. No. I heard somebody say, you don't have a mega character. Mm -mm. Y'all need to know this. This is real important. And a lot of times this is what we do. And say, Lord, give me this, and I'm praying for this and that, but your capacity to hold is insufficient. It's limited. All right, here we go. The Bible teaches us a lesson. What men do when they have more than they need. They waste. Go to John 6 12. Let's go to the word. Go to John 6.12, amplified. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> all right. John Go. chapter 6, yes. and verse 12. Watch this. When they had all had enough, he said to his disciples, gather up now the fragments, the broken pieces that are left over, so that nothing may be lost and wasted. Oh, hold up. They had more than enough.
0: But he told his disciples, go and pick up the fragments, the pieces, because he don't like waste. Yes. Okay. So, Lord, watched them. Fooled themselves. They said they got full. And they started throwing away food. They wasted. What came as a miracle was a miracle. Listen, what came as a miracle was. A miracle now of waste. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. He doesn't like to leave anything behind. Nor anyone. Do y'all hear that? What was a miracle was now a miracle of waste. It was a lesson that every time God looks at you um, out of love he restricts Listen, he restricts his benevolence. When God looks at us out of love, he restricts his benevolence. Y'all know what benevolence means? The quality of being well, meaning, and kindness. Benevolence. Not malevolent, but benevolence. He restricts his benevolence to you. Yeah, to you. Listen, he restricts his benevolence to you to your capacity. He restricts his benevolence to you, to your capacity. Because if he fully, <laughs> if he fully showed you himself and loved you, you couldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't lie. You wouldn't live. You'd be consumed. Ain't that right? Listen, so he restricts his benevolence towards you. You know why? Because it's an act of mercy. Y'all hear me? This is what it does. He restricts himself because it's an act of mercy. His benevolence to you. His love toward you. is so powerful. He restricts it. And that act is called mercy. So there will be more when you expand. Yeah, see... Expand your capacity to love. And if you do that, you'll have more of him. I want more of you, God. What, this is how. See, he can't, he has to restrict himself for the capacity because it's mercy. So there will be more when you expand because if he gives you everything and it's beyond your capacity, you will waste it. You'll hear that. Y'all were wasted. And you're never, and you will never again have it. So you you got to be very careful. With your relationship with God. Uh And your understanding of his benevolence. His mercy. Give me more. Give me more. I want more members. I want more of this. But your capacity to hold it is limited. See, with love, there is no law. Paul said, I'll show you a more excellent way. Mm -hmm. There's a body of truth, a body of spiritual information that keeps together. That God grants men access to. There are dimensions of spiritual realities you cannot study. You cannot learn it. It is only revealed. I'm going to say that again. There are dimensions of spiritual realities that man has access to. But this access is is not by study. This access is not by learning. And you heard the first scripture that, that these things were hidden. It has to be revealed to you. Listen, that doesn't negate your personal diligence in the spirit, and it doesn't negate your hunger and pursuit. Still study. Still learn. Amen. Amen. But there are some things in the spirit that kind of tear up the the declaration and confession. See, I don't make a confession to convince myself. And I got to repeat it over and over again like a mantra. My God <laughs> said this. My God said this that his promises are yes and amen. Now where I need to lead off from there is to thank him. I need to thank you. See, you you you, you have to receive first in the spirit before you have. Have is the manifestation of what I received in the spirit. Believe that you have received. Okay. So you got to do that first. You have to have spiritual conception of what God said first. The child has to be conceived in the mother's womb before she gives birth. Before she has a baby. Mm Hmm. Mm. All right, here we go. Man, can we get a little deep now? (laughs) All right, here we go. The apostle Paul told us. That it was by revelation. What. Listen. He told us by revelation. What he called the fellowship. Of the mystery. Being called into. Listen. I'm going to say that one more time. The apostle Paul told us. That by revelation. What he called the fellowship. Of the mystery. Listen. Being called into understanding. Okay, y'all missing it. Oh, my God. Apostle called he called that revelation called the fellowship of the mystery being called into understanding. All right. So he opens you up. Listen, for the sake of the saints. And now you see something. This is what he's talking about. Like the writing on the wall. And now you have the ability now to interpret it. And now the saints can even understand the interpretation. Listen, it's a mystery. I'm trying to get y'all something. We're talking about the wisdom of God, the hidden wisdom. That was hidden from the principalities, from the powers. Wickedness, evil, this thing was hidden. But it was for the glory. That thing was for the glory of the saints. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Listen to this. I'm going to say it one more time. Paul told us that the, by revelation, he called this the fellowship of the mysteries, yeah, yeah, yeah. being called into understanding. And when you have that understanding, it opens you up to the things of the spirit. Glory to God. Now, when you do see that writing on that wall, or you do hear that tongue and you get that interpretation. See, you have that understanding. It's a mystery right here. Remember, the Bible says the hidden wisdom of God that is given. Listen, listen, for the glory of the saints. We read that scripture all over time, but we forget that one little part. Go right here. Go to Matthew. Oh, y'all going to like this one. you almost finished. Go to Matthew 25. All right. Don't read it yet. Don't read it yet. Go to Matthew 25 and amplify it. Listen, this parable starts by saying, right? Where you at? You got it up here? Yeah. Go to Matthew 25. One. 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 Okay, you got it? All right. All right. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Being likened. Didn't say it was. This is the parable. This parable starts off by saying, liking the kingdom of heaven. So this ten virgin is likened to the kingdom of heaven. Can we, can we go with me? So you know that he's not talking about something. Um, he's not talking about women. He's talking about something more deeper than women. Okay. It's not about women. Not about women at all. It's just so happened that they are the actors in this mystery, in this story. Okay, watch this. Oh, okay. y'all! <laughs> oh, just, I got something here. Going, you'll be like, "Ooh, pastor." I'm not sure. All right, but y'all just following me. All right, track with me. Track with me. All right, here we go. <sighs> watch this. And I said, "This story is saying that these ten versions is liking the kingdom of heaven, but it's not." That's it. The women were just these are the actors that he put in in this particular mystery. Okay. Mystery. It's a mystery. Say mystery. All right. Okay. Here we go. Hope Everybody said mystery. Here we go. (laughs) Watch this. Just like marriage. Oh, y'all going to be. Oh, y'all going to be. Y'all got to follow with me on this one. Mm. Mm. Just like marriage. In the original context of marriage. Has nothing to do. With a man or a woman. Now I'm talking about the original. Context of marriage. Has nothing to do. With a man. Or a woman. It was a mystery. That was there before Adam and Eve. Two actors. Watch this. Two actors. Were brought into the scene. And separated to help man to understand the mystery and its. Oh, hold on! Listen to this. I'm gonna start over again. The original context of marriage has nothing to do with man and woman. It is a mystery that was there before Adam and Eve. Two actors were brought into the scene. And separated to help men understand that mystery. Go ahead. And it also doubles as a spiritual system of reproduction. Go ahead. Tracking. Okay, follow me. But marriage had always been there. Because both a man and a woman are two dimensions of God. He separated them to help men understand who he was. Can we, can we, can we, can, can we, can we, can I go back? All right. All right. See, this, this is, this is deep right here. This is stuff that people got to understand. See, you, you have to have the spirit. Watch this. We're going someplace. Now listen to this. I'm going to start at the top. So we make sure we got this. Marriage is in the original context, has nothing to do with man and a woman. It was a mystery that was there before Adam and Eve. Two actors were brought into the scene and separated to help men understand this mystery. And it also doubles as a spiritual system of reproduction, a man and a woman. See, two Men cannot produce spiritual offspring. A man and a woman mm-hmm. were brought into the scene. Y'all follow me? Yes. All right. And there was also a spiritual system of reproduction. But marriage had always been there. Yes. Because a man and a woman are two dimensions of God. Go ahead, go ahead. And he separated them to help man understand who God is. See, we, you've got to understand what's going on right here. And when you hear in Genesis that they were both, that Eve was in Adam. And Adam was set on the Adama, and God breathed in him, and he became a living nephesh, a living soul. He's still in there. She's still in there. That's God. So I need man to really understand who I am. So I'm going to separate the two for understanding. And with all thy getting, get in understanding. See, husband and wives, you represent who God really is. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Woo. Okay. All right. Man. All right. Good God Almighty. He separate them so they would understand who he really is. Y'all got me? Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's do this right here. Matthew 25, 1. Amplified.
1: Matthew chapter 25 and verse 1.
0: Just the verse 1.
1: Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins mm-hmm. who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. The first information we gather here is all ten virgins, right? All ten are virgins. So we're not talking about an issue of sin or defilement. Okay. All of them, listen, passed. They all passed that test. Amen. Okay. Y'all got it? They all passed that test. Both of them, listen, both of them were equally qualified to meet the bridegroom. All ten of them were equally qualified to meet the groom, the bridegroom. Amen. There was no bias. They were all virgins. All right. Separated by the blood of the lamb. Verse 2.
1: Verse 2. Five of them were foolish, thoughtless, without forethought. Mm. And five were wise, sensible, intelligent, and prudent.
0: Just stop right there. Now, the Bible breaks them into two groups. Remember, we are dealing with the wisdom, the hidden wisdom of God, right? This is what we're dealing with. This is not about being a sinner. Sometimes it's teased about that. This is not about being a sinner. This is an issue of access to wisdom. My goodness. This is an issue of access to wisdom. We are linking up. Um, something here I need y'all to follow with me okay this is an access to wisdom this is a mystery that is hidden in a parable sealed in what that parable until the spirit of revelation opens it this is what's happening right here I know they've been taught the 10 virgins as all kind of things and Oh my goodness! It's about sin and all that. It's not about sin. It's not about defilement. They were virgins. All ten of them, equally. Amen. Amen. So let's let's see if we can break this down. All right, we're dealing with wisdom here, the hidden wisdom. This is not about, as I told you, sinners. This is an issue. Listen, of access. Y'all, watch me. This is an issue of access. Here we go. This is an issue of access. This is a mystery hidden in a parable. Sealed in a parable until the spirit of revelation opens it for us. Five wise and five were foolish. Let's see what made them that way. Verse 3.
1: Verse 3. For when the foolish took their lamps. They did not take any extra oil with them. Okay,
0: stop right there. The foolish taking a lamp. Listen, it's foolish to taking taking a lamp and it's night. Right? The foolish taking a lamp in the night. Listen, and no oil is not wise. Okay, and the Bible says that taking a lamp with or no oil is foolish. Right? But taking a lamp with oil. Is wise, but not taking your lamp without wool is foolish. So we got that right. Remember, although the virgins, it is equally. Listen, they're all equal. They're all equal, even though they're foolish and even though they're wise. They're all equal to meet the king. Something is happening to them. Verse four.
1: Verse four. But the wise took flasks of oil along with them, Mm -hmm. also with their lamps.
0: Okay. Verse five.
1: While the bridegroom lingered and was slow in coming, they all began nodding their heads, and they fell asleep. Okay. Let's check it out. I know we've read
0: this, but we haven't we haven't really got this. Listen. Verse 5. This is the test. The test. Of endurance. Good. Did y'all hear that? Yes. This is the test. Read five again.
1: While the bridegroom lingered and was slow in coming, they all began nodding their heads.
0: All of them equally. They all began. Go ahead. And they fell asleep. So this is a test of endurance now. Oh my goodness. For as long listen, for as long as time was not the Well, an equation. Listen to this. For as long as time was not an equation, they both looked wise. For as long as time was not in it, they looked the same. And it said they all fell asleep. They looked the same. Okay. Okay. Y'all following me? Yes. Okay, watch this. Uh, listen, and time went on, on the necessity. Let's, oh, here, here we go. Let <laughs> <It> me make sure <sense>. I this. <laughs> I got this right. right. For as long as time was not an uh, the equation, they both looked the same. As time went on, the necessity for all started to come up. Yeah, yeah. This is a test of endurance. All right. For as long, listen to that. See how time, I told you time is a gift. Listen, and as long as they went on, they, they as long as time went on, they saw the oil and started the, the necessity for oil started coming up. And that is when the foolish of the five started, listen, to reveal. This is what the foolishness of the five started to now be revealed. Y'all following me? Y'all, y'all tracking? They started their journey together all Holding their lamps. Okay. All right. And the word said, they tarried. They all slumbered. They all slept. Even if it was weakness, they all were weak. It's the same. They're the same. Listen. If it happened, listen, to the foolish, it should happen to the wise. The only distinguishing difference was that time was time and time began to reveal wisdom in carrying the oil. Time is what revealed who was wise. They both started off equally, all 10 virtues, all worthy to meet with the king. All worthy they all fell asleep. If it happened to one, it happened to all of them. Listen to this. But one distinguishing factor, difference, was time. And time to begin to reveal the wisdom of those five wise ones Come on. along the journey. Listen to that, and it began to reveal the wisdom. And carrying the oil along the journey. And not just the lamp. Verse 6.
1: Verse 6. But at midnight there was a shout. Behold the bridegroom. Go out to meet him.
0: Go 7, 8, 9, and 10.
1: Then all those virgins got up and put their own lamps in order. All of them. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, there will not be enough for us and for you. Go instead to the dealers and buy for yourselves. But while they were going away to buy, the bridegroom came. Oh. And those who were prepared went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Shut. Oh, my. So we have 10 virgins
0: all preparing to meet a king. And the Bible says all of them carried lamps. The Bible tells us that the lamp is the word of God. Go to Psalms 119. 105.
1: Psalm 119 at 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Hold on. He said,
0: he didn't say it was like, he said, he didn't say it was like a lamp. He says, your word is, is a lamp. Your word is, 10 versions. Oh, y'all going to get it. He said, it is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It is the word of God. Represents what? The lamb. Right? Woo. Okay. Watch this. They all had the word. They all had the word. Oh, my goodness. Where is teacher? Oh, my goodness. They all had the word. Listen to this. Some things you just can't break. All right. (laughs) They all had the word. They were students. That's what what made them virgins. Oh, okay, y'all got it. They, They were born again of the word of God. So their access to the word qualified them to be virgins. You're born again. Now, you're not born of the flesh, but you're now born of the spirit. Virgins. Not defiled. Oh, my goodness. No sin now. It's gone. All right. Oh, my goodness. There were 10 virgins, 10 lamps. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Five wise, five foolish. Come on. All right, All had the word. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They all had the word. Oh, my goodness. Oh, they all were qualified. <sighs> Remember the wisdom that is hidden here. None of the princes of the world knew. It's only revealed by the Spirit. The one who has the Spirit is the one, listen, who has access to wisdom. The one who has the Spirit has access to the Spirit. Oh, okay. Woo! The one who has that. The one who has the Spirit is the one who... Who can access wisdom. Go. Oh my goodness. The word is the lamp. Right. So all 10. Were holding. Their encounter. Their ministry. With the word. All of them. Do y'all hear me? All of them. They had the word. They knew the word. They studied. Study the word. Five said, listen, five said, in the spirit there is always, mm, let me see this. I want to say this. These five said this in the spirit there is always the word and the spirit. Not the word alone. Beautiful. Okay. The spirit. I want to say this. I I need y'all to get this. I'm I'm ready. to go in here. Hold on a second. The five said the spirit is always has the word and the spirit. Those are the wise ones. The word and the spirit. Go to Isaiah. Make sure we got this right. Go to Isaiah 48. 16.
1: Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 16. Come near to me and listen to this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. Mm. From the time that it happened. I was there, and now the Lord God has sent his spirit in and with me. Do y'all see that?
0: He's the word. Y'all follow me? God never sends a man just with the word alone. The word and his spirit sent me. Not the word alone. The word without the spirit. It what. Listen. The word. Listen very closely here. And observe the body of Christ or any other religion. Watch this. The word without the spirit. It what produces rituals and legalism. Cults. And people ever learning. But never coming to the understanding. Isn't that right? Satan makes you become less spiritual by creating religious culture around the word. He he makes you less spiritual. He listen, he makes you less spiritual around the word. By creating religious culture around the word, you see it everywhere. Satan can destroy your spiritual life by giving you a Bible. Mm-mm. Satan can destroy your life by giving you a Bible. Watch this. Watch this. Hold on. We, we're going to go there. He can occupy you with pride. <laughs> you, you, you remember in the Bible, talk about the council of the Sanhedrin. Uh, uh, was, we, we probably don't even know when it was inaugurated. But it was inaugurated. Listen, it was inaugurated and it started with the 70 elders of Moses. What happened to them? It was the ministry of the spirit. That birthed the council. But by the time he got to uh, uh, by, by the time we get to Jesus. The gospel. They had thrown the spirit away. And all they had was the letter. And when Jesus came on the scene, he said, what happened? You didn't, you didn't, you, you, what happened? You didn't start this way. There was a commandment. And the spirit of Moses came on the 70. And the spirit was to preserve the precepts of God. They threw the spiritual out and all they had was the Torah, the Pentateuch, the five books of Moses. Even Satan has the lamp of the word of God. But he doesn't have the oil, the spirit. Isn't that something? This is how he can quote the word. But he's void of the spirit. I'm done. I'm just saying this is something for us to really understand here. So this is how you get, you know, the Orthodox Jewish people. So they keep the letter. But not the spirit. They keep the word. But not the spirit. Jesus came on to see what happened. We we didn't we didn't start this. We didn't start off like this. Who came in? Now we have the Talmud. Now we have all these other things without the spirit. He never has the spirit and the word without it. They're always together. It's never separate. Do y'all hear me? He was the word. And you have his word. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you again. The spirit. And we have the word now. Oh, man. I hope that y'all really understood this. I want to go. It's a little weird doing it like this, but um, (laughs) I like it. Man, I hope that you have enjoyed yourself in a little study of the word of God. Um, We love you. I think we're going to continue some of these things um, in the future. I really want to thank all the viewers. Share it. I really want to thank all the viewers. Share it. Um, this is Walker Ministry, WM Ministries, here at 4966 Euclid Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23462 Suite 200. And um, come out and visit us. Uh, come out and fellowship with us. Um, I really enjoyed this and hope we, hopefully we can do it again. Um, As well as if you don't know Christ, you want to know Christ, you can be saved. You can receive him in your life. Um, Today was always a day for salvation. If you don't know Christ, the altar is open. Open up the altar in your homes right now and pray for some of your loved ones who aren't saved. Use this time that the world is so panicking about we use this time to uplift our king use this time to raise awareness um to the kingdom and um, what's to come and we can't get so mixed up in these type of things when we need to know that there's certain uh things going on behind the scene you know we have an alliances in the middle east now There, you know, ISIS is reorganizing. We have a lot of things that are going on. Let's pray for our brothers and sisters all over. Um, You have a lot of um, threats that are still on this country. Um, So, as intercessors in the body of Christ, we need to be watchmen on the wall and continue to pray without ceasing. We don't pray uh, until we're tired. We pray until we have peace about a, a subject. So, I would, you know, link together with every intercessor around the nation and around the globe you know, to um, pray uh, for our Lord and our King to come. Terry Knight, Harry, Father, Maranatha, Baruch, Habah, Hashem, Maranatha. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. So, Father, we thank you. We bless you in this place today. There's nothing like it. I want to pray for all the pastors and ministries that um, had their service today, whether streaming or whether in their, um on sanctuaries that... Um, all sickness, all disease, Father, will be eradicated, Father. And we will walk in tremendous love. Perfect love is what casts out fear. It exercises fear out of the believer. Amen. It rebukes out of the believer. Fear cannot stand where love is, says there is no law against it. Thank you for visiting and connecting with us on... Our streaming format, hopefully, as I said, that we have reached by us streaming today, hopefully we've reached other people who would ordinarily not link up with us. So it is a good thing. Amen. Amen. Shabbat shalom.